Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Curious Neuron Podcast. My name is Cindy Huffington, and I'm your host. I am a mom of three, and I have a doctorate degree in neuroscience. And on some episodes, I interview people, um, you know, guests and researchers and authors, and bring you some of the science uh, about child development and parenting. And what I've, what I've been testing these past few weeks is chatting with you, a really quick chat about a topic that I think would be of interest. And I hope you are enjoying these really small episodes and I hope you're connecting with the topics and learning from them just as much as the interviews. Let me know. Send me an email at info at curiousneuron.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at curious underscore neuron or the podcast itself at curious neuron podcast. And you can also visit the website at curiousneuron.com to read some blogs that we have. You can also, um, there are some studies, research labs that are part of the website that you could um, link to and, and join a study for yourself or for your child. So there's a lot that you could do on the website. Today, I wanted to focus on a topic that came up with a discussion with my mom, and maybe you could relate to this. She was saying how our generation, so my generation being, I'm, I'm 38, um, are a little too sensitive when it comes to parenting and that we tend to um, let our kids get away with things. <laughs> you could imagine how fun that conversation was. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kept my cool. Um, but I, I did want to hear her out and you know how I am. I, I like to approach everything with curiosity and compassion. So there was a reason why she was saying this. So I wanted to know why and, and, and what sort of examples that she had. And she just felt that she would see, you know, she sees a lot of parents um, at the grocery store and kids are having tantrums. These are her words, by the way. You know, kids are having tantrums and parents are just kind of like hushing them. And then she sees me with my kids and I don't use certain words around them um, because I personally don't like saying things like you're a baby or don't be a pest. And apparently that's being very sensitive. Um, so it became a little heated at some point. <laughs> Um, but I, I was, um, trying to be as compassionate as possible because I know that my mom's generation, they were raised in a way where things were more strict in the home. This is true. Um, but then we have to look at the parenting styles or parenting behaviors that we find in research. And we had an episode, um, last season specifically on all these parenting behaviors and styles. Um, and I'll link that in the show notes so that you'll see the link to that episode. But, you know, when we look at all these parenting styles, there are styles that are more strict, and that is authoritarian parenting. When you look at that kind of parenting, it's all about limits and boundaries, and there's really no connection um, or, or sensitivity towards your child. That's how I personally was raised. Now, it's not to judge anybody who's doing it that way, but research has shown that um, we do need to be mindful of how we're parenting our children because there are impacts later on. And when you stick to the authoritarian parenting within your home, um, and when I say that, I mean every adult and, and the child's environment is only about limits and boundaries, research has shown that there are higher chances um, of the child having some conduct or behavioral issues between the ages of five and seven. So if before the age of five, if we are being very strict in our child's environment and also not showing any warmth and 
um, connection or sensitivity towards them, there's a higher chance of these behavioral issues when they grow up. Now, I know that, um, first, don't forget that this is research, it's it's correlations, it's not a direct cause. So this is just what they're seeing. And I'll post the link to that study in the show notes as well. Now, another type of parenting, which is called authority, um, authoritative parenting, that balances two things that are really important for children. It balances the limits and boundaries, but it also limits or else it also balances the warmth and connection. And this warmth and connection is really important because the child has to feel seen. They have to feel heard. And I would even argue that it's not only children that need to feel seen and heard. I think that as adults within relationships and friendships, we also want to feel seen and heard. Even as an employee, as, as somebody who has a boss, you want to feel seen. Um, so it's important that children feel the same as as well. And the interesting thing is I feel that there's this really big misconception around um, positive parenting, attachment parenting, responsive parenting, whatever you want to call it. There are lots of these terms being thrown around. And, and lately I've been um, referring to scientifically informed parenting for Kirsten um, because I really think that we need to look into what we're trying to apply and, and to make sure that it m- makes sense for our family, obviously, um, but that it's backed by science because, as you know, that's something that's really important to me. And when it comes to those types of parenting, um, you know, positive parenting, again, attachment or responsive, I think the biggest misconception is that it's only about the warmth and connection, and it isn't. Um, the the right type of parent, or not just the right type of parenting, the one that is backed by research in terms of having the best impact on your child and the best influence on your relationship with your child, when you really look into the studies, you have to balance the warmth and sensitivity with the limits and boundaries. And I just feel that perhaps, just like my mom, she is seeing it as being too sensitive to your child because perhaps that's something that's foreign to her and many adults that are my mom's age um, in their 60s, perhaps they weren't raised this way where there was any connection or sensitivity, not all of them, obviously, but many of them. And then that was the way that we were raised. Um, I remember being told, you know, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent, which is fine. Of course, you set the boundaries and the rules and the limits. Um, But then not having a voice within your home or not feeling like you're seen or that you really matter, um, this has implications on on a child. And, you know, I've gotten into emotion regulation um, skills, I think, in previous episodes. But when you, just to remind you, so there is the tripartite model of, I think it's called parental socialization. Uh, yeah, socialization. Um, when you look at that, there are three major factors that influence how a child will learn how to manage their emotions. And the first one is how the parent will manage their own emotions around their child. The second factor is the parenting style that the parent will implement within the home. So if a parent is is being very strict um, and setting lots of limits and boundaries and not um, connecting and showing empathy and sensitivity towards the child, none at all. Um, then, like I said before, you have a higher chance of conduct or behavioral issues. 
Um, but in addition, you might have an influence on how they're learning to manage emotions because odds are within this home, the child will not have the freedom to express their own emotions if it's a very strict environment without any warmth and connection, which involves emotions from the parents' um, side of, you know, of things. So it's really important that we do think about the important, like the, the, the rationale and the, the, the importance of balancing this warmth and connection with the limits and boundaries. Now let's take it to the other extreme. So I mentioned before that my mom felt that our generation was very sensitive. Um, there is a type of parenting called permissive parenting. And that is when a parent only shows the warmth and connection and there are no limits and boundaries within the home. I uh, About a year, a year and a half ago, I was working privately with this parent. And I remember the first initial call where we had like an evaluation and these parents uh, were on Zoom and they looked at me and said, our three-year-old is in charge of our home. <laughs> and it just, it marked me because I, I, it's almost like I could see the type of parenting um, as they were continuing to, to express or describe the environment and, and how they were disciplining or not. Um, and they were struggling with knowing when to be firm on boundaries and when to, you know, let them go because it's true. Sometimes a boundary doesn't really matter. You know, um, getting ready for school, for example, if your child wants to wear a purple shirt with, uh, I don't know, purple pants and you'd rather have the black pants, that's a boundary that really won't have a big consequence. But, you know, if they don't want to go to school or they don't want to wear their clothing, that's a boundary that you need to stay firm on. You need to get dressed to go to school and you need to go to school. Um, so we, we, it's true that as parents, we do need to um, kind of weigh it out and, and define whether or not a boundary is worth staying firm on. But overall, the child does need boundaries. And what I had to reassure these parents uh, about was the fact that it's okay to get upset with your child and to discipline and to set these boundaries because of the misconceptions around positive parenting and attachment parenting. These parents in particular thought that um, they wouldn't be following this kind of parenting if they got upset at their child. And if they got a you know, mad at her because she wasn't following the rules. So one of the rules within their home was that you can't come into the kitchen and climb the counter or, you know, um, get close to anything that could be dangerous for you. I had the same rule in my home. And I understand that it's a really hard um, rule to maintain. My children struggle with it too, because they're, they want to snack every three and a half minutes, right? So they wander off into the kitchen and they're hungry. But the difference with this family was that um, instead of setting or, or repeating the boundary and then giving a consequence specific to the boundary, um, they would just kind of let it go because they didn't want to get mad or upset at their child. And I am sure that there are many parents listening that might relate to this, which is why I wanted to talk about this misconception around positive parenting or conscious parenting, um, because it's not about letting our child do whatever they want. A child needs boundaries. I spoke about the extreme before of only having boundaries, but what happens in a, um, when a child is growing up in an environment where there are no boundaries? What you see as adults, according to research, 
is that this person who hasn't experienced boundaries will be very uncomfortable when it's when they have a boundary for the first time, when they're in high school and there are limits and rules that they have to follow, when they're adults and at work and they have to follow r- rules like we do everywhere. They become so uncomfortable with the rules that they have no choice but to follow that they... Um, struggle with managing the emotions that come with following these rules. So let's take the example of a child and you say, hey, it's bedtime, you know, time to go to bed and your child wants a cookie. So, you know, you might in that moment say, you know what, we had such a a nice day together and I'm really proud of you. You did really well for whatever it was, X, Y, Z. Um, I I will give you a cookie. So you break the boundary or or the rule within your home, which is no sweets before bedtime. Let's just say you do that. And then your child says, can I have another one? <laughs> you know that moment, right? We've all experienced it. We give in to something and then all of a sudden it's it's still not enough with your child. So let's just say you give another cookie and then your child wants another one and you give another one. And then eventually you say, you know what? You're at your fourth cookie. No more. We need to get to bed. It's bedtime. Let's go. And your child has an emotional outburst. They cry, they kick, they might scream and, 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 you know, say things to you and get really upset. In that moment, it's extremely uncomfortable as a parent because you're like, my child is sweet or, or why did I do that? Why am I being such a crappy parent? Like they just want a cookie. It's not the end of the world. And we might give into these boundaries that this is just an example, but there might be other boundaries that we give into. Um, you know, I, there was a parent that I spoke with that allowed their child to wear shoes on the wrong foot and clothing um, that was backwards. And they did that because they didn't want to set any limits on their child. And I totally get that. You want them to have as much freedom as possible um, because they're so young and, and that's the beauty of being a child, right? You don't have as many rules as you do when you're an adult. But on the other end of that, if a child doesn't have any boundaries, um, like I said before, the boundaries are going to create an uncomfortable emotional situation. Saying no will be... Um, will cause frustration or disappointment in your child. And that becomes a really big learning moment um, for emotion regulation skills. That becomes a moment where you can step in and support them and say, you know what? I know you want another cookie and um, I would eat the whole box too if I could. <laughs> but right now it's bedtime. You had four. You know, let, let's let's set one on the plate uh, or on the counter for tomorrow or let, let's just, you know, I don't know, whatever example, I, that's the only example I could think of, but you can look towards the future and, and try to be positive about it. But right now the answer is no, and we need to get to bed. They will be uncomfortable. They will not be happy with you. And that's uncomfortable for us as parents. Um, but the more they experience these uncomfortable moments because of limits and boundaries that are being set for them in the environment, their home, the easier it will become as they get older, closer to five or six, let's just say, and it'll be different for every child. It could be younger than that. It could be older than that. But the more um, boundaries, the more you, the, the more used to the, the, the more used to these boundaries they are, um, these uncomfortable emotions will become a tiny bit more comfortable. Um, obviously, they'll always experience these, but they'll be able to to feel 
a little bit of comfort knowing that um, they've gone through this before. They've had these uncomfortable situations and you were there to support them and you saw them. They felt um, compassion from you and empathy and the boundary still stayed, but you were there connecting with them and understanding their emotions and their feelings. So that is uh, why I wanted to speak about this. And by the way, the fourth type of parenting is called permissive parenting, where there are no rules and limits and there's also no warmth and connection. Um, so these are the four types of parenting styles or behaviors that are found in research. Just to summarize, there's um, authoritarian parenting, where it's all about limits and rules um, without any warmth and connection authoritative parenting where it's a beautiful balance of the limits and the boundaries with the warmth and connection. Then there is permissive parenting, which is all about um, warmth and connection and no boundaries, no limits. And the last one is, is, uh, did I say permissive before? It's neglectful parenting where there's, there is no um, connection and warmth and there are no boundaries as well. So we need to keep this in mind. Now, before I close this uh, conversation, I also want to remind you that there are studies that looked at the differences in parenting styles. Cause you might say right now, well, you know what? I'm more authoritative parenting. So I do show the warmth and the connection and I do have boundaries, but my partner might be more permissive or my partner might be more, um, authoritarian. Now, as long as the child in general is feeling the warmth, the connection has an attachment to a caregiver, a strong attachment to a caregiver. If a parent is more strict and struggles with showing the warmth and connection, then studies have shown that the child will still be okay. You won't see any of these behavioral consequences later on. But there needs to be respect for the child as well. Authoritarian parenting does not, um, you know, mean that it's okay to do things like spanking and hitting. That causes an, you know, uh, an adverse childhood event, um, which has implications in the future for mental health. Um, so we can talk about that in an episode. Let me know. Send me an info at in, uh, an email at info at curiousnown.com or come visit me on, on Instagram. Send me DM and let me know if you want me to talk about that. Um, that is a, another topic that I, I do eventually want to cover um, because spanking and hitting does come up uh, on Instagram as well. I don't think I mentioned this, but with regards to the permissive parenting where a child hasn't felt the uncomfortableness of rules as a, ch you know, when they were younger, now as an adult, I forgot to mention that there is a correlation between not having any rules or boundaries um, and mental health because you um, struggle with managing emotions and there's a higher chance of of struggling with depression or anxiety um, as an adult. So I forgot to mention that. All right, I think that's it for today. I hope that this gave you um, a better idea of what it means to follow conscious parenting or responsive or attachment, whatever you want to call it. Within research, it's called authoritative parenting. And again, that's balancing the warmth and 
the boundaries when you are parenting your child. Uh, I'd like to thank the Tannenbaum Open Science Institute for supporting the Curious Neuron podcast. And if you are enjoying the Curious Neuron podcast, please take a moment to rate it on iTunes out of five stars and to leave a review. Um, I will start reading some of the reviews and um, I really appreciate it when you take the time to fill in that um, the five stars and the review. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful week and uh, I will see you on Instagram and see you next Monday. Bye.